again. You know, Rosie says here. Anyways, I just want to let you guys know. Do you guys see today's um, impeachment? I kind of did vaguely. I'll admit that right now. But what I'm hearing today is that I think they're actually going to impeach the former president. Isn't that exciting? Well, for me, it's exciting. But for other people that are into that QAnon moron crap, uh, I guess for them, it's really not so much. But anyways, you know, the one sad faux pas to another. Oh, well. But anyways, people, I'm just going to say this to you. I'm kind of happy it's happening because basically what I believed is what I suspected since the beginning in 2017 after he got elected. And this is what I was telling you guys. And what did I tell you guys before, if you were listening to my podcast previous, previously, if I remember or not? Um, that he was speaking like a conspiracy theorist. Now, this is very important that I mentioned that Donald Trump was speaking like one of those cute and on morons. Yeah, because they actually are. And I'm just making a point. Anyways, didn't need to pause like that. But I have to say, guys, and I gotta say it. I was right and I told you so. Not to rub it in your faces, but you know what? You did it to yourselves. And if you were the erectionist, you have every right to face the face the judge and everything. Because you put yourself there. Because guess what? You screwed yourself over. You did it. You blew it. Basically. And also... And no, adding no insult to injury. I don't know if you guys heard this around the time this has been unraveling, basically unraveling it before our eyes, news-wise speaking. It comes to my knowledge that, I don't know if I already mentioned this anyways, but that the founder of the Proud Boys wasn't so proud anymore because if, it turns out he was a fucking informant. And then adding insult to injury, most of these erectionists, White supremacists, racist people, admixture of clusters of the Oath Keepers, and then proud, loud, not so much boys anymore, and then, you know, the other ones, the QAnon morons, and then the Trump, typical Trump supporters alike, all of them, none of you were ever going to get a pardon. And I guess that was Trump's way of lamenting that. After hearing yesterday in the news and today, this is what he said. That when he was saying fight for your rights because you're not going to have a country anymore. He meant that figuratively. He didn't meant that literally according to him, he said. Really? Hmm. Because that was really odd positioning himself on the six over there. And basically positioning himself in that direction where the capital was. Weird, right? Having to hold a rally that he claimed he didn't inflame and fan the flames of ignorance. Really, dog? You're going to go tell us that old fart? Old man, you're just fucking lying from your teeth. I don't know if this is because every already, I guess you could say, used a fat joke in the book I can mention. Or whatever I could say. Like, maybe it's all the freaking hamburgers between your teeth. All the corn dogs you're chugging down your throat that you probably were saying bullshit. But nah, I call bullshit. The dude knew what he was doing. He used people to act out his anger. And the people... Cited like they it's almost like they were almost like confessing to like some kind of demonic possession of some sort because some of them went on the news and told them the news live in whatever the respected state or city they're from. They were saying it, it's like he instructed them, really, 
So was that in your heads or was that really how you felt? Really? How did he have that power? Oh, that's right. It's called influence. That's what I remember. It's influence. So basically they admitted they were influenced by him. Not necessarily told by him, but they were influenced by him to do his dirty work. Come to the conclusion, they did his dirty work. Four years later, he pardoned none of y'all. And all of you are facing felonies, misdemeanors, and possible beyond felonies at this point. Probably court martial and all that shit too. If some of you were in the army and, and military and whatever. Ooh, it's not looking so hot for the for the people on January 6th right now. Everyone's basically going to go to jail. And then hearing the testimonies of all the lawmakers during that day talking about that they thought they were going to all die. Whew. If I didn't see that coming, man, man, you guys did something fucked up over there on January 6th. And this just, it's just, it's just in. Now, after all that being said and stuff, now we're waiting for him to get impeached. Again. So basically, yeah, it's, he, he wasn't lying. When he said in his tweet, this is the day we're going to all remember, including him. Because that's the day he forgot and didn't realize he would never, ever be a president ever again. It didn't say his family wouldn't be able to still warm their way and weasel their way in the politics of everything. But it just means he has no point or is even allowed to set foot or even enter or even become a president ever again. Didn't say his family, it just said him. Well, by the time he tries to, in 2000, like, what? And I'm approximating this 24, 25. If he tries to run for the presidency again, he'd be too damn old, too damn fat, and too damn probably dead by that point. I'm just saying. Not to sound insulting, these are facts, people. Most old people don't even really live that much older. Not really. Not the way his diet has been going. He's been an overweight man for years, it seems. You know? He hasn't really been taking care of him. From the looks of what I've been seeing for the last four years, he's been just stuffing his face full of fast food stuff faster than me. Huh. And that's sad. But anyways, it just means when he said he, he meant figuratively, he really meant that, guys. He really meant he didn't he didn't tell you guys to do anything. All he did was inflame the fan of ignorance. Is all he did, and he wasn't lying. That was no lie. Actually, he was right. He he never told these people to go in there to storm the Capitol. He never did. It's true. He never did. But what he did do was position himself right by the Capitol, just to bust in there. Knowing the day on the 6th was the day for them to recount this crap. Didn't he like tease about this on his Twitter before it was, you know, permanently, you know, removed? I remembered it, do you? Anyways, people. I find that more alarming than anything. That he simply want to deny it. And shifting the blame to his obedient, if not subservient followers of his fan base. His fan base is so delusioned right now. All they're trying to do is deflect it back on him and say, 
Oh no, I didn't do this on purpose. I was told by him to do this. Weird, right? You know, deflection is really not working for his uh, QN moron group. Really not working for the insurrectionists at anyways, because look, at they're all fi fighting the, the so-called blame game and trying to pin it on one another while trying to avoid, you know, scrutiny. And some of them were even embarrassed and, and were saying things like, well, that's not me, I'm not a criminal, I'm not a well, if you're not a criminal like you so claim, why the fuck did you storm a sacred place? I'm just saying, why'd you go there if you know you were not a so-called criminal? I'm just saying, people, if you're not a criminal, you wouldn't do that criminal activity yourselves. But look, just admit it. You went too far with your cult. You went too far with your worship. And you went too far with your subservience. That's all. And you're crazy about it. Like we all haven't done a foolish, foolhardy mistake one time. But this wasn't really a mistake. It's more like an intention disguised as a mistake. Unfortunately, it's going to be at their expense now. And ignorance. Don't you just love it? Ignorance is so the bliss. While everyone and myself are just basically roasting these people half to death. I'm just saying, they have no, nothing to blame, but I suggest this, like I said the last time. And if I didn't say this, I'm going to say this again. I was just all the Q and morons. Seek professional help. Mostly therapy. Okay? Just go to therapy and hide yourself for four years. And maybe when you're ready to come back to civilization and society, then maybe worm your weasel way back like the Trump family. And I mean, Maybe. <laughs> That's a big maybe, because I don't know if we want to even deal with you people again. Honestly, you're an embarrassment to America. Just so you know. No hard feelings, right? Anyways, people, I just want to put that out there for this little tidbits installment of the, of the Trump party fiasco. Yep, I need another installment of this freaking shit show clown fire dumpster shoot. I'm just saying, people. He's shifting the blame. They're shifting the blame. They're both deflecting on each side. Man, everything's crumbling. It really wasn't really anything. I guess you could just, you know, realize this. For Donald Trump, all he really just did was just utilize people with conspiracies. And it didn't work out for the long run because basically all the conspiracies died with his legacy. It all went to a crashing halt, just like his train. It derailed. And that's why... He is a failure in anything he touches because apparently this pandemic recession, according to us now, this would be, I wouldn't say it's a bankruptcy, but it's close to one. I would say this would be a seventh. And he could chiefly take that with honor because it is his fault. Not just China anymore. His too. Okay. Once again, this is Rosie Says and uh, see you next podcast. Hey peeps, it's me again here on another grand podcast. I know, but it's my, you know, another edition of podcasting with a purpose, of course. And uh, I'm going to be talking about today was over the weekend. And of course, I'm not talking about the Super Bowl, but it's in relation to it to be exact. 
but I don't really care for it because I, I'm not really an avid football fan, so I wouldn't really have much to say. But anyways, I just want to talk about concerning, I guess, our blackballed hero of four to five years ago, Colin. We may, you may not know this, but this is the same Colin guy who was once a 49ers football player and also was once a football player. And a respected one, too. Now, this guy, I was watching this from my Whisper app the other day, over the weekend, and I heard, and what people were writing on, which I thought was stupid and insane, and I have to really make some points here today, and basically have a conversation, not, not really a deep one per se, but it is a deep conversation in general, but I'm trying to basically say is that I'm really not happy with people accusing him of being some kind of, you know, paid off free agent, and that he's just basically, basically being paid as an activist more than he was ever as a football player and everyone thinks he's some kind of generic football player that may be so and I don't know I really can't say because I don't really watch this game and stuff but how do you know he was just an average football player at best and also and if he really was are any of you actually his fans to know that and on top of that aren't all football players at best really average anyways I mean I'm just going to say this straight up. Football is just pretty much a, a, a male, it's a competitive male sport anyways. And it's really not much about who does, you know, a really good, I would just say, you know, and I could argue a better serve or anything or whatever, or a better catch or a better, you know, block or a, or, or a tackle. I would just say maybe he just was really on a sucker team. That's just pretty much what it does. Because I, I was like, you know, thinking to myself, maybe it's because, you know, it just really wasn't cracked up to be. And, and I'm just thinking maybe for him, it was just a thing that happened and, and that's why he was let go, you know. Not because of, you know, of, of a bad performance per se, but really because of actual things that are really important. And I'm just saying, I'm pretty sure he could have been the same way if he went to another football, you know team i'm pretty sure he would have performed no different from anybody else i mean he wasn't much memorable because i didn't hear his name until you know what happened to him which was of course the topic black lives matter and of course this being in honor of black lives matter month i thought maybe i'd just talk about this today even though i'm not a black person but anyways i'm just saying to be honest and i'm gonna say this he's not a free agent okay He's what we call blacklisted, if not blackballed. And it's ironic. No one's talking about this, how it's weird. He hasn't been working since 2016 in the Bay Area anymore, if not in football in general. And you would think it's an oddity that this guy is not really going to do what he pretty much grew up like any, you know, boy getting into sports and really, you know, dedicating their time and stuff. I'm pretty sure him passing this for racial injustice was nothing he would ever envision. So I just want to let you guys know that. And don't say, well, because one YouTuber said he was basically attention whoring. I don't give a fuck, okay? Attention whoring has nothing to do with being blackballed. If you were being blackballed, I don't think you would be attention whoring. 
I just think you literally were just not given an opportunity. And because he did something that pretty much permanently screwed his life over, in a sense, that's why he isn't working. He's not a free agent, okay? Nobody wakes up one morning and, and, and thinks of, oh, I'm going to wake up today and try to do some race relations and ruffle feathers in a negative way and cause a stir in a, in a, in a sport that doesn't give a crap about what race I am. Okay, or even my existence. They just want me to play the game and shut up because that's what all these people for are just avid football frenzy fuckers that just only care about a diluted ball that pretty much you have to throw back and forth like a ping pong but not using a paddle. That makes any sense. Okay. And I'm just saying, guys, I really don't get the concept of the sport and I don't care. I did play flag football once, so I kind of understand mildly the gist of it, but not enough to like really be recordable. If it comes to sport commentating or commentary, if I if I can make any sense of that. But I'm just telling you guys, I don't think he wanted to deliberately careen his career. Okay? Nobody wants to lose a career that they love. When you have something of passion and love, you'll do anything to keep that. Now you might say, well, maybe he didn't have enough passion. Believe me, people, he had enough passion to want to be in the sport. That's why he was recruited in the 49ers. You just don't lose that overnight because you were trying to be some agent of chaos or some shit. Or just a person who just likes to be problematic everywhere they go. And yes, he might be at the age in the group of millennials, but I don't think he was doing any millennial burnout to like millennial, um, you know... Uh, just self-sabotaging by just, you know, quitting every job he goes because it just wasn't motivational for him enough to keep or want to keep. I don't think so. I really think he really loved his job and I absolutely believe he loved it enough that he was willing to sacrifice what he loved what he believed was right. And you see, have you noticed him lately reaching out to the football company? No. He's been quietly on his own mind doing his own business, minding his own business. And I'm going to say something that you're not going to believe. You might think is contradictory. Because I remember what, you know, this one YouTuber, like Lovely T, was talking about this guy. And, he, and she thought he was attention whoring. And then, of course, you know, people like her, because they're into their sports nuts and, and they're into that kind of crap. Of course, they're going to have an opinion that's not really so modest and very high. When people like, you know, him entered the sports arena, just... You know, I guess you could say sandbagging their happiness with, you know, stuff that's unrelated to the game. And I understand it, it didn't even have a relation. It shouldn't even ever. But unfortunately, in the past, Colin Kaepernick was not the only one that spoke about racial injustice. You know, around the 60s, there was one other guy who did that. I don't know who it was, but I was watching this last week on Nightline. And it was one other person before Colin. There was another guy, and he was black. And it was another, also another one. They were like putting their fist up, these two, you know, gentlemen. And they were doing the same thing he was doing, risking their own career, possibly their own lives. And, and probably like him, blackballed and lost their job overnight because of doing something that goes against the system. Okay? The racial prejudice system, to be exact. And I'm talking about this because this is really important. That ignorant comment I saw on Whisper app, oh, it just pissed me off over the weekend. I'm like, really? 
You think really someone would want to work so hard to lose it all in an instant? I don't think so. I don't think so. You just don't do that. All he was doing was responding to the stuff he saw because he was fucking sick of it. Like me, I'm responding to this because I'm fucking sick of hearing this, you know, same little dawdling, doodling, stupid little dumb song. You know, the stupid little freaking, you know, broken record effect or the broken record song that I keep hearing is that, oh, he is a freaking free agent and he and he was playing NFL. Can I tell you something? Want to hear a real conspiracy? And this is my hypothesis, by the way, when I say this. What if it was just them? Okay, think about it. What if it was just Colin not calling these people out to do a um, a trial run, you know, a, uh, a workout or whatever that he was doing that one time? To re- have him basically having a basically a redetermination type of you know thing to have him come back to NFL. What happens if they called him out because of maybe some of his fans had reached out to the NFL and in response probably don't watch NFL anymore because he's no longer there and they're not representing you know black people in a positive light but in a negative. And what if if this is why. They ask him to come train to see him so they could basically made it look like they gave him a chance and really he was the one who didn't want it. Because this is why I'm bringing this up because I have to tell you a story that my sister Liz told me and what's been happening to my mom this starting at the beginning of this year. Okay. First, my sister Liz told me that there was a job she did work in the past in. This happened last year, of course, and she was let go last year, too, so this is why I say this. She told me at a bank she worked at, it wasn't working out so hot. They were having some, you know, employee typical issues, like usual, because I'm pretty sure no job is one different from the other. Pretty much there's going to be issues anyways, even at your work, even if you want to admit it or not. And she told me there were some issues, and so they didn't get along with her for some reason, but her customers loved her and they would be raving about her so much and they liked coming there and she was pleasant. And then when she quit and left and put a tweak's notice, and it's been happening ever since then, since last year actually, now that she's been working at a new job and she's been hearing from old co-workers slash who became friends with her later, they've been telling her that the old customers, the same customers, the regular people they used to, they usually go to the banks that they that she used to work at, they were asking about her, how she's been, where does she where does she work now, is she going to come back, they miss her, and stuff like that, and she's become popular with them, that it, you know, she basically told me and my mom, she's what she said, she said uh, she didn't feel comfortable accepting another job because when she worked there, and she was working there for almost more than a year, I think, or five months, could be a semester, I think. Between a semester and a year, I believe, she was working at this one bank. And she's she was telling me that these people have been coming forth and asking her, you know, former associates that still work there, apparently, that where does she go? They miss her. They want to know if she's ever coming back. They would like it if she did come back. 
and they found her very pleasant and you know, very kind and very fun to be around with and stuff like that. And for her, she told me and my mom, she said, I don't think I want to go back there because they just, all they're going to do is just probably replace me with another rookie who didn't even have enough job skills and t and have them take over this job and and have me let go again. And when she said that, it was strange. It just sparked me to this conversation I'm having with you right now with Colin and about NFL and to lament this situation I'm trying to say to cement this situation even further with the fact that what happened to my mom and housing is even more stranger and this is why I find it very odd and I find like this has nothing to do with this current thing I'm talking about right now but this is in correlation it just reminds me of these two situations and then my mom, of course, she told me this last year, or I think it was last year, housing approached her and they had a meeting with all the people that work with my mom because of having three autistic kids and needing a place for this, you know, low income mother and needing a place for her and her kids and a place for therapy and everything to, uh, you know, assume and continue and whatever and whatnot. Basically, she told me was... These people promised her that she would move into an apartment and might possibly have a live and aid. And this is why she was given a four-bedroom apartment. Like the one we're residing in currently right now. But they told her this in front of all these people that work with her program. That she's, you know, part of the housing, the therapy sessions she gets, the the outside assistance that she gets help with and all these people were all there present that day agreeing with housing in a meeting and i don't know what day this happened but it did happen last year that they told her and this happened like before the pandemic i would think i think it was either last year around before march where everything got shut down i think it was either last year or a year before last year which is like two years ago to be precise and she told me that they were in a meeting about this and they specifically told her that they will have hookups in the apartment. And then they'll have an extra room for a possible live and aid because of David, my little brother, being very destructive. So they supposedly all agreed that day with all the people in charge of the programs that she utilizes and theirs and made it all agreed that day. Now, here's the thing. Why am I talking about this to you? Why does it have a relation to my sister Liz? Why does it have a relation to my mom? And why does Colin Capern and NFL have to do with any of this shit? You tell me. But I'm going to be honest with you. This is how I'm trying to basically sell my point. Of why he's not a free agent. Here it is. Then my mom told me. This month. I think it was actually. No. It was last month. Because it was like the last week of last month. When this happened. When we found out in an email. Okay. One day. I was scrolling through her phone on her email. Because my mom's very not so typical. And not very, you know, tech savvy. And I'm still learning emails because I'm not very good with emails myself either. So that's another story for another day. Anyways, um, I scrolled inside because she received something from housing as a update. And I checked this thing I opened, this email. And it told, and it said to her, it was her caseworker from housing. And they claimed and cited and said this, that... They already put the hookups at this Palm View Apartments and that that after all they they, they they didn't actually stop the 
re renovations, they just continued and uh, went on as planned on schedule to just have a renovated apartment complex with its own at location community laundry facility for their tenants because they cited water was too expensive and that was their claim. And then my mom became furious. Okay, this happened at the beginning of February and last week of January of this year when she was told this. That this happened at the Palmville Apartments that she was promised to go to with hookups for her washer and dryer. And she became mad because all those people that were in attendance were told, as well as her, that she was going to get hookups at her apartment and with a live aid to live with. And she was promised that two years ago or a year ago. And then they changed their mind and still did their renovations and just totally didn't regard her promise. Because she did, as what she called when you're in housing, had special accommodations, she said. That she was promised these so-called special accommodations. And that's why she became furious. And then, of course, this month, as of last week, exactly... They cited and claim now that she was relocated to possibly the Loma Vista apartments in town here. And that she was supposedly promised a place with four bedrooms and a hookups for her washer and dryer. And now, and all this was happening, and for her, and you're saying, well, how does anything have to do with Liz and then have to do with Colin? Well, let me try to say this to you. What happened was... Well, I'm saying what Colin was probably feeling that day when NFL, you know, probably Roger Goodell and all those weird people from the NFL place probably reached out to this guy claiming they were taking sudden interest to have him come back to the NFL so he can be a free agent and also be able to participate and also be a free agent and be able to be picked up by any, you know, football team. What happened was... Because he was blackballed for speaking out on police brutality and black, you know, and and police violence against black people. He, they never promised that. And you know how they never promised that? This is what they did. And my theory is this. This is my hypothesis. They probably lied to him about the location of where he goes. This is my, and this is two of them, by the way. Either he chickened out and wasn't sure to go to the recommended location site or they gave him the wrong address and they still maintain having the location at their supposed promised location and then made him look bad and this is my conspiracy made him look bad so that way they wouldn't have an excuse to bring him back so this is why i'm saying this and that's what i believe happened to this guy and I know you're going to say, well, lovely T say this. Yeah, well, you know what? She's just probably just going to say whatever she wants to say. There you go. I like her too. I think she's great. But some of her points are kind of off and they kind of don't make any sense sometimes. So I, I like her because, you know, I assume she has an open mind and uh, she talks sometimes honestly. But honestly, this wasn't one of those times. Like I said before about the other time about her encouraging people not to, you know, wear masks for too long and stuff like that. And, down, you know, putting down the, you know, health officials and all that stuff. Like I said the last time, I don't know if I remember. But anyways, 
I'm trying to make my point because I'm not trying to call her any B words or anything because that's just dumb and I don't even know her that well to even insult her in the first place, first off, and that's stupid. And second, I'm going to make my point. I think because she was probably like the typical sports nuts we have, she probably was saying that about him being, you know, a cloud chaser and stuff and being attention whoring. I think she was wrong on that point. Just like the person of Whisper, because I don't remember their name, also one and the same because, like I said, Nobody gets themselves blackballed and blacklisted and then is called a free agent. That just doesn't happen. Once you're out, nobody wants you, you're out. I mean, ask Rose McGowan, that chick who accused during the Me Too movement of Harvey Weinstein, right? That woman was blackballed, supposedly from the, mu from the movie industry, because supposedly she didn't want to sleep with that fat ass. And I'm just saying... Think about that, guys. That's something. You just don't get yourself blackballed. And you don't get yourself that way. Except this didn't happen to Gwyneth Paltrow, but it happened to a woman like her. Okay? You, you just don't get blacklisted, blackballed, and being disencouraged by everyone else because one individual didn't get their way with you. In this case, you know, NFL didn't get their way with Colin because I guess he wasn't the so-called... How sometimes some people, and I'm not saying all white people think of this like us, like this, but I'm just saying some white people think of us Hispanic and black people and, and minorities in general as disposable. And then the other word, I think they call it disposable, replaceable, expendable, stuff like that. Basically, there's going to be another person right after us to replace us. So basically, you know, what I'm trying to say is that whatever reason why you have against Colin, it's probably just racism and probably because you're just a stupid football fan and you need to get off your fanatic football fantasy fanatic -y bullshit because really, he's not a free agent. He's just blackballed. And of course, he's going to utilize Nike's, you know, royalties where else he's gonna get his money where else is he gonna make money really honestly to god does that make him a social climber no and i don't think he would be does that make him an attention work? no it's not does that make it make it seem like he's getting it back probably but i'll just tell you something about that at least he's smart at least nike saw that and respected that and nike stood up knowing they could have been like him and people wouldn't you know want to buy their products but guess what and i remember this with pastor omar because what nike did it, it it basically influenced pastor omar to buy some nike shoes and wear it proudly and honestly i would too actually i was even considering about buying myself a pair of nike stuff sometime last year before the pandemic you know came in and shut down everything and i was thinking about buying something in honor of that and I have to say, and this is because I was watching some of the Bible sermons and stuff, and I was really excited and I loved it. And it was just another awesome, you know, inspiring, passion-filled, high vibe, high vibes type of, you know, you know, Bible study and stuff. It's like, oh man, the passion. And he wasn't lying when it comes when it comes to passion. Man, you can't teach the Bible, you can't teach nothing of Bible study without passion. He and he's not lying. And just like that, I can honestly say with Colin, same thing. A guy like that has so much passion, but he was willing to do the right thing, even if it meant he lost it all. 
but he still was blessed in the end. And as you see, there comes Nike. See, when one door does close, don't forget this, a door opens. And you notice lately, after that supposedly training, I don't know, like exercise, whatever Colin was doing that day with the NFL, have you noticed him or even NFL ever since? I wonder. Because they're claiming he was, you know, basically tagging out or being a tease or something. And I haven't seen him since. And this is regarding, of course, because we're talking about this because the Super Bowl just happened over the weekend, of course. But I'm just saying, guys, honestly, you guys noticed that? You didn't notice that? Or is it just me? Jesus. Anyways, not trying to put down other people. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to. I don't want to fight anybody or be blocked or anything because that's just dumb. Last thing I want to do is be blackballed by Lovely T and be shunned by her T-sibs. That's the last thing I want to do. But that would be funny, though, and that would be stupid at the same time. Funny because, you know, the hilarity is like, geez, I thought you were about the truth, man. Let's talk about it. Okay. <laughs> guess not. We can't because I guess I burned her bridges one too many times like everybody else has probably to her online. Which I don't blame her if she blocks people because honestly, y'all ask for it. Some of you do, some of you don't, and I don't know. Anyways, guys, I'm trying to say this. Colin didn't get himself blackballed, and he didn't get himself blacklisted, and NFL did. Okay? That sends a message to me as a person of color. If I do what's right, I have to watch out for people that work for the NFL. Or in general, anyone who thinks like people like the NFL because they're trying to run a business and run a stupid sport. I'm guessing you could just say this, sports and politics don't really mix. Unfortunately, it's truer than I could not believe it any longer than I could not even take it. Honestly, it's sad to know that. And this is Black History Month. We're supposed to be all about, you know, respecting black lives, being supportive, and reminding us that why these black lives contribute so much for our lives. Unfortunately, it's on a short month of the shortest month of the year. Isn't that weird? That means we'll have a little time to celebrate Black Month. Everybody else can get celebrated as long as they want. But this one? Nah. It's in a tight squeeze. With more holidays than nobody could ever imagine. And then, nothing. Honestly to God, it's not a very fair place to be calling this month Black History Month because really I feel like it's insulting because they put this dedication month on the shortest month of the year and the insulting part it has 28 days that's the insulting part but anyways I can't really say that because imagine being Native American and having your people dedicated on November and that was the month your people were massacred it's not even worse I don't know which is worse, theirs or theirs, so I, I can't tell. I know that my Hispanic people ha share the same month as me because my birthday's on Hispanic Heritage Month. Ironic, isn't it? And I'm a Hispanic, and I'm talking to you through this podcast. Weird, right? Anyways, people, I just had to say what I had to say. I believe Colin was set up to, to look bad, and I also believe... NFL was basically telling all the people that complained about Colin not getting back into NFL if anyone was complaining about him not returning and if anyone was wondering where, what happened to him 
And also because, after all, they didn't want to look bad with their controversy about, you know, being a racist organization. Apparently, they had to make it look like that he was the bad guy by making him look like a dumbass. And basically, you know, shoving his dreams down the toilet. Just like their opportunity that they gave him down the toilet. So my belief is this, people. I believe they only did that weird little meetup just to make him look bad. That's what I really believe. And if you don't believe me, then F you. I'm just saying. You're probably racist too and a dumbass. And if you believe that stuff, that he, he's some, you know, asshole just being an attention whore, I have a lot to say to you, my friend. But I want to make sure when I'm talking with you, I hold a mirror right next to my face but in the direction of yours. Okay? Because this is why I'm telling you this. He's not causing problems. He's not problematic. He's not any agent of chaos. And he's definitely not a free agent. But he's definitely a dude that has been blackballed for five plus years now. And blacklisted from NFL. At least, I can only at least say this. Only allies are those who don't watch the NFL anymore. And those who are Nike fans. And those that are like myself that support these lives. That make them matter to begin with. And why they should always matter forever. But I'm just telling you guys this because this is fair. I have to be honest with you. Fair is fair. And I'm going to say this to you guys. What he's going through is what we call unfair for a reason. Okay? That's what I'm saying. He's not bugging, you know, the news. Is, he's not telling people about his disappointments like Donald Trump did when he had a Twitter account. <laughs> Anyways. And if he did, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't bitch fit online either like Donald Trump did but anyways you know I digress and he's a different person and so am I and so is he all of us three anyways people I'm just telling you he is a great guy whether we want to believe that or not he may not be the kind of person you had in mind to be considered great but he's notable for doing what was right and that's the message was was doing what was right even if it meant losing it all he still earned it all back. And that's the best part. He got blessed in the end. In a good way. He had, he, I don't know if he's still with his current girlfriend from that time four years ago. I hope she's still with him. And I hope life's been treating him good. And I do hope it gets better. And don't you find it ironic how after he was gone four to five plus years later, last year the NFL decided to be all about the Black Lives Matter movement because of what happened to George Floyd and stuff. And all of a sudden they cared about those black lives. Didn't you guys notice how weird and funny that was? I did though. Did you? Me too. I thought it was strange. I honestly thought it was strange that they are supposedly them and everybody other company that's, you know, a major big, you know, conglomerate, whatever. Stuff like sports and fashion lines and hair and then you know, food, and then celebrities and stuff. I find it ironic that they say they care about those black lives now since last year in May, and that they were running with that shit. And then kneeling on, kneeling on the floor, just like Colin did, after he left. I don't know why no one was talking about that. Isn't that weird? Isn't that strange? It should be strange. But anyways, this is just post- 
football nonsense and post Super Bowl crap. But to you, but to me, it was important to point that out because I wasn't really cool with that whisper post that day and people running their mouth thinking he's some bad guy trying to do bad things for bad intentions when he totally was not. You just, like I said, you just don't wake up one day and decide, oh, I'm going to destroy my career today in hopes to make a point that racial injustice is bad or do it because I want to be an attention whore because I need someone to look at me so much. Not everything is attention whoring. He didn't bring attention all right, but he didn't do it as a whore. Let's be honest there. And then let's also be honest with the fact that he's not the one working anywhere, except being an activist now. And that's the thing that pays itself. I don't know if it really does pay anyways, because that's kind of like volunteer work. But, you know, his heart felt what his heart felt that day, and he... He went where he was needed and where he went in life and where he had to go. And I believe him. And I'm so happy he did what he had to do. That's why I respect him for it even more. And anyways, guys, I just got to say, not trying to slam other YouTubers or podcasters or anyone on Twitter or on Whisper or on Facebook. If I had to mention this right now, I'm not trying to put people down. I'm not trying to make any enemies. not trying to be having any fights. But honestly to God, I had to say what I got to say. Because you know what? I'm just saying. Because you know I'm going to say it anyways. I talk a lot. Remember? Okay. And anyways, peeps. I'm kind of sewing right now some stuff here. Hopefully I can finish up sewing tonight. All the stuff I got to sew because... I've got a bunch of holes, rips, and tears, and places I don't like on any of my keychains, clothes, and socks, and chonis, undies, you know? Anything else I can think of? Nah, I, I, I can't. I just gotta sell stuff is what I'm saying. Anyways, peeps, glad you listened to this very long podcast of me ranting about why he was right and why everyone else, the naysayers, are wrong. But I had to make some good, solid points here, guys. He didn't do this because he wanted to. Sometimes you're called to do things that are great, that are even greater than you. And I believe that was his case in that situation. Just not anymore. Since the conversation now has been out since everyone had nothing else better to do last year, and the only excuse to get out of the house, we all know why, was because they just didn't want to be in their house. And this is why the BML, known as Black Lives Matter, had been hijacked. Because people just didn't want to be at home. See, they had time now to care about black lives, but just not before. Isn't that strange? Ironic, isn't it? Anyways, peeps, that's all i got to tell you about on today's podcast. I'll talk about it more in the future when it's necessary. And not to shame anyone, that's not my intention, so I just want to put that out there. I'm not, nor I will be. I just had to make some good points. And I'm defending Colin because I don't care what you people say. Anyways. Thank you for listening, and this has been Rosie Says Podcast. See you next podcast.